Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule, with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. There's a Game 3 tonight in the Eastern Conference and Game 4 in the West has us wanting so much more. Welcome in and it is Fox Sports Sunday. Get George Reister on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. And uh, yeah, George, Game 4 last night, uh, that that wasn't too pretty. I, I know the Phoenix Suns fans... We'll take it however it is. Uh, not a pretty one last night at Staples Center. Man, that is the absolute understatement. But 
is there anything worse than to have a game like that where you could have won and then you don't like the that that's the part that stings if you're a Suns fan you're like well that was an ugly game but at least we won <laughs> like you can take solace in that but if you are a Clippers fan you have to feel like that you missed two golden opportunities one in uh, game one and then in game four like the referees were in your corner <laughs> they gave you all the calls you had every opportunity Ooh, conspiracy theory from george reister oh okay. my lord yes yes i want 100 that this was that in game three and game four <laughs> That this was the NBA wanting to ensure that the series went went longer. And then the Suns got game – well, the, the Clippers got game three. And in game four, they were like, whoa, huh, you know what we're not doing. We're not going to make this easy on the uh, Suns. A prime example is, Dan, how many times would you – because I talked to Ryan Hollins about this last night when we were on uh, – on Twitter, on the little uh, the the voice thing, I forget what it's called. But um, and on, I talked to a couple you're on the other voice. That would have been great, by the way. I would have spun <laughs> my chair around for you. But no, I know what you're talking about. Uh, so I was talking to him, a couple other NBA players. I was like, dude, it's probably the most frustrating thing in the world to me to watch Patrick Beverly hack Devin Booker all day. And then Devin Booker pick up cheap fouls. Like it, like, like how many times would you say that Devin Booker, I mean, that, well, that Patrick Beverly fouls Devin Booker during the course of a game? Yeah. I mean, way more than six on what would, would penalize you. I'll just put it that way. And, 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 and Booker is the one that fouled out. Yes. Like that. Yes. <laughs> you want to talk about salt of the wounds if you're Devin Booker. Like he had to sit at the, he had to sit on the bench at the end of that game. Yeah, and then you got to sit there and watch this dude out here hacking people. And if you're if you're the refs, I, I can't figure out. Like I get that guys are hard to stop because PJ Tucker did the exact same thing to uh, to a uh, Kevin Durant, and you're just like. How are these not fouls all the time? Like, even if it's the team that you're rooting for, and granted, Patrick Beverly brings a different energy, all of that, but how can you let them sit up there and assault a player and knowing that it has a big impact, but at the same time, Patrick Beverly, who everybody's like, oh my God, he's a difference maker. He was minus nine last night. He was minus nine. So as as much as he was assaulting De Devin Booker and harassing his life. He was still minus nine and De Devin Booker's stat line was still pretty good. I was going to put together a top five list. I told the guys this before the show on how bad last night's game four was, you know, similar to a Letterman, you know, top five list. We're not going to do that. But one of the, one of the things that I wrote down was I actually thought the ESPN graphics froze at 71 to 70. Because no one, <laughs> no one was scoring in the fourth quarter. Oh, you like that one? How about this one? Uh, uh, George, last night was so bad, I put in a tape of the 2003 NBA Finals and watched that instead. <laughs> what, no crowd? The crowd didn't like that one? No. What, 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 about, what about this one? Last night was so bad that I wiped my TV with baby wipes and put a new diaper on it. <laughs> 
Oh, I thought maybe the crowd would like that a little bit more. Those are just some of the things. There we go. There we are. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But, no, it was, it was bad. It reminds me of the Legion of Boom, where you can't call pass interference on every play, but Richard Sherman's going to hit you. You know, Brandon Browner's going to rough you up on the line. Byron Maxwell, like, those guys, and it's almost they're daring the officials to be like, all right, you want to call it? Then you're going to be calling in on every single play. That's what. That's the kind of feel that I get with with Patrick Beverly. And last night the Suns were still able to navigate that and pick up a four point win. And, and in my mind, almost put this series away. Let's let's put into perspective how bad that last night's shooting was. Right, the the Suns shot thirty six percent from the field. Period. The Clippers shot thirty two percent. If you are a 36%, even if you're just a 36% three-point shooter, people are going to be like, ah, he's all right. Like, like not, like, and that's shooting three-point shots. And three-point shots, the Suns were four for 20 for 20%, and the Clippers were five for 31 for 16%. Bro, me and, me and you could have thrown up a couple shots and – and had at least an equal opportunity to go in because some of them were shooting wide open shots and they were just like, nope, lit on the rim. There, nope. there, there is, yeah, and there is something to not being, able, not being able to get over that hump because the Clippers couldn't take the lead. Like for they, some had reason, they, yeah, they, they had 10 straight possessions. They had 10 straight possessions to take the lead. Well, in a one-point game, ten straight possessions, and they—well, sorry, twelve straight possessions—and they missed ten shots in a row, and the and the Suns did not score a point in over the last. I'm sorry, not 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 score a point. They didn't hit a field goal in a one-possession game for the last almost three and a half, almost four minutes of the game. If, Dan, if I told you that. A team in a one possession game, the majority of the time up one point, did not make another field goal from three and a half or four minutes all the way to the end of the game. What would you tell me happened in that game? Uh, it'd be in their locker room, which would be the loser's locker room, and uh, talking to that team about all the missed opportunities they had. They would have lost that game. 100% right? Right. No, no, yeah. no. You're, there, there's no other explanation. And if you. And I always say that there's nothing worse than to come all the way back and lose. Like you, you had the Clippers come back down from 16. They rallied back, spent all that energy, cut it down to one point, and then just were like, no, no, we can't get it done. But isn't this, though, Dan, indicative of what we've seen out of the Clippers in general? Because they're one of the teams that are the worst in clutch points in the, in the league. Worse than clutch points. Yeah, and, and and not having Kawhi Leonard there, obviously, who's your most clutch player, is a big deal. But just look at look at Paul George from the free throw line. The guy's an it, average, eighty five percent free throw shooter throughout his career. And last night he's you know he goes into Game Four shooting what seventy two percent from the free throw line. In the in the in the series that you need him the most, and I'm not saying that, and, and I'm not I'm not trying to pile on playoff P and Paul George this happens to players where they're great in the regular season and the numbers are one way in the regular season and then you get into the playoffs and they take a little bit of a dip when you need it and 
the story of game two was Paul George's two missed free throws. And last night there was, uh, you know, I, I believe it was back-to-back possessions where, you know, Paul George was at the free throw line. And if you're Phoenix and you're saying, wow, he's only hitting 72%, there's no way he's going to make all four of these. He's bound to miss one. And that's what ended up happening. Then he had to miss free throws down the, down the stretch. Paul George has had a lot put on his shoulders, fairly or unfairly, with the absence of Kawhi Leonard. But when there are things that you can control and you aren't able to come through in those situations, that's what ends up sticking with you. And I I thought even with all of that, of not being able to get that go-ahead basket, of not having that clutch gene, of missing free throws, it's all an indictment on Paul George and the Clippers. Mm. With Kawhi, I mean, even without Kawhi, it's still an indictment on that team because they had so many opportunities last night. Yes, and speaking of Paul George, though, if you are a... Clippers fan and you're looking at the way the Phoenix Suns decided to finish the game in terms of fouling free throw they they were like we're gonna make this a free throw shooting contest you're not gonna get a chance to shoot three points right if you if you think about that scenario the Clippers are the best free throw shooting team in terms of percentage in NBA history and the Suns are number two so the uh, Suns were like, okay, if we get the ball to Chris Paul, who's made like almost 40 straight free throws, yeah. then then we're fine. And then you think about it. They were like, we're fouling Paul George. Forget anybody else. We're going to make him make free throws. Let's see how many free throws that he can make because he's already shown that he will miss them. And do you realize how cold that is mentally? Because if you're Paul George, you're, you're like, I and you're going to have the ball in your hands. And they're like, we're going to foul you. And we're going to see how many free throws you can make in a row. And we bet that you will miss a free throw before we miss a free throw. And that's what the Suns did, and it worked. Cash didn't last night. There's there's so much drama involving the Clippers. And and, and at some point, I thought we'd even get to this Kawhi drama. We didn't even get to it. So what we're going to do, we're going to dive into that in about 20 minutes. And I just say that because we teased that on the, on the tweet and want to let people know because this run for the Clippers could end in the conference finals, and it may be over for a while considering some of the stuff that's starting to rumble under the surface when it comes to Kawhi and the Clippers organization. It's something that you don't want to miss. Get George Reister on Twitter, at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. And I laugh, George, about your conspiracy. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $100 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offers subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Three in the NBA refs, only because last week I said, as as a Bucks fan, I was sure the NBA would find a way to have Brooklyn win Game Seven. And what do you know? It did not happen. So now I can laugh that off and say conspiracy theories in the NBA are just that conspiracy theories. Again, get George Reister on Twitter at George Reister. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Is the future set for one young quarterback and a Super Bowl contender? We'll tell you next year on Fox Sports Sunday. If you're a VMware partner, customer, or business leader in general, the VMware Partnership Perspectives podcast is for you. Move your business forward in the post-pandemic digital era with guidance by VP of Global Partners and Alliances Marketing for VMware, Kathleen Tandy. This podcast covers industry trends, leadership strategies, problem solving with VMware, and an outlook on the future of digital business. Find this podcast wherever you listen and learn more at VMware.com. Fox Sports Sunday, I'm Dan Beyer. He's the NFL vet, George Reister, hanging out on a Sunday afternoon. It's a hot one in Southern California. It's a hot one in a lot of places across this country. And no matter if it's the offseason or not, it's always hot to talk NFL. Joining us now, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. You can also hear him on Sirius XM NFL Radio and Inside the Birds podcast. And find him on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Happy Sunday, Adam. How are you? Guys, good to talk to you. Yeah, I am a little humid today. It's a little humid out here in the Philadelphia area in the low 90s. But uh, as you said, Dan, it's kind of like this around the country these days with the weather. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not sure exactly the weather in Cleveland, but the forecast that I am hearing is Baker Mayfield is in the team's long-term plans and the Browns' long-term plans. What is the decision-making process when it comes to Baker Mayfield and if the Browns want to sign him to that long-term deal? Yeah, look, they, they saw what he did with Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski, as I'm, as I'm told, had a plan for him uh, last season. They were going to kind of shorten up the playbook. Don't ask him to do as much as he was asked to do with, with the last coaching staff, and that worked. Even with Odell, without Odell Beckham Jr. for majority of the season with his ACL injury, and he's back now, but uh, they were able to get the thing done. Uh, they, they did a great job. They shocked the world at 11-5. and five. Uh, You know, right now they're certainly competing highly for that AFC North division. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time in uh, several decades, you, you could say that the, they got a legitimate shot to do it. And they feel really strongly about Mayfield. He, he played really well. Um, they got a lot of compliments from other teams in terms of his play. And he is their long-term solution. That's the way they, they, they think now at quarterback. And the thing that helps them, guys, we should mention, they've got the two running backs. Uh, there's no, no question. Nick Chubb, by the way, is on the final year of his rookie deal. Possibly he gets his contract extended before the season starts. They're a great salary cap position, which really helps them potentially extending uh, Mayfield's contract and Chubb. They could get it done. They could actually get both, both done if they want to. Although I think so, that's rem- remote. It could still happen before the season starts to get both done. And just knowing the way they feel about Mayfield, um, he clearly is their long-term guy at quarterback. Uh, being, being that they're pretty sure about him as long-term, does he get the deal done prior to the season started or is Nick Chubb more likely to get his deal done? Well, Chubb's is going to be a lot easier because he's a running back, George. The, the quarterback contract's a little bit more complicated. And also, if they would do, if they get Mayfield's deal done early, remember now, he is not a guy who's played in the league, you know, seven or ten years, where you, you've got a lot of years behind him. Um, he is a guy that enters his fourth season, and they already have the fifth-year option. So then the question is, he's got uh, Tom Mills and his father Jack doing this deal. How much of a discount is the team going to get on the deal if they're going to do it early? Because that's what has to happen. If you do a deal early, the club takes on more of the risk. And that's why you've seen people say, hey, what? look what happened with Carson Wentz and Jared Goff doing those deals early. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for those teams in the end. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. And, and you mentioned Baker's agent, and they've said, even, even on Cleveland Radio and WKNR this week, that they're probably not going to wait for uh, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson to get their deals done. Are yeah. those two in a game of chicken in, in, in those organizations in, in getting a deal done and one's waiting for the first to go so then the next one can get more? How, how are those two being worked out? Yeah, Dan, it's typically the agents that do that, not, not the clubs. The clubs are not too concerned about that. They, they, have a, they have a number in mind that they're willing to pay. Now, Josh Allen's deal, of the, three, of the three of them, should be the best because he's the best player of the three. He just he took that major jump. You, the three of us have, <laughs> have talked about Josh Allen's exploits <laughs> over the last two years. Sure. Um, he, he, he shocked us last year. Look, it was incredible what he did, and he is by far the best of the three. It's not even comparable. He's asked to do more than the other two, and he took the biggest jump of the other two. And where Lamar kind of flatlined a little bit, and they are—I could just tell you this—the Ravens are very bullish on Lamar Jackson. They're looking forward to give him more of the the playbook and more volume, a little bit more of the pass game. And then obviously with Mayfield, we talked about. So uh, it's just a matter of 
and, and by the way, w- w- when we talk about Josh Allen, Tom Conant, I believe, is his agent of CEA. Conant is the quarterback agent. He is the guy that everybody looks to for these quarterback deals. He usually gets the, the top-end deal, whether it's Drew Brees for, um, you know, for, for many years and the, the Manning brothers. This is the guy who gets the big deals, and if it gets done, it's going to be a monster deal. Can, uh, can I, I just want to quick uh, interrupt just with, with one more to that. Is there any concern about how much he runs the ball in, in his future health? Would they, would they dial back to protect their investment if it, uh, you know, when it gets to that point, Adam? Do you think? No, but to be honest with you, they don't design a ton of run for him. The pocket breaks down sometimes, and he does look to run it. I've compared him to Cam Newton when Cam was elite earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. Sure, you might design some plays, but Cam, just, you know, running quarterbacks tend to run. That's just the way it is. Uh, you do get concerned, though, as the years go all over, uh, older. With Donovan McNabb went through the same situation. At some point, you've got to run the ball less because you're not going to hold up physically. I know that Josh Allen's a superior athlete for a quarterback. He's a big guy. But at some point, you gotta, he has to dial it back. It's not so much the, t- the, the coaches. He's got to dial it back a little bit more. Um. I, I wanted to ask you, Adam, about what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, because we found out that there is a technically a loophole where he can just opt out with COVID. But I think that's got to be done by July 5th or or super early in the in the next week. Like, do you think that that's which would allow him to keep the majority of that bonus money? They wouldn't be able to recoup it. So do you think that that's an option that Aaron Rodgers is exploring at this point? Because it, it is not re- reversible if you do take that option. Right. So he has to actually, it's Friday, uh, July 2nd. He would not be eligible for his base salary of $14.5 That he wouldn't get. But they could not come after him for the signing bonus money. Uh, look, he's already earned that, but they can't take that back if he opts out. And the roster bonus that he got paid on the third day of March uh, which is over six, I think it's six point five million. They couldn't get that either because uh, he's already earned that. So that's just something that he has to wrestle with. Look, but it's not a question of him wanting to play. He just doesn't want to play for the Packers, and that's the thing. And right now, the Packers, as we know, are not willing to trade him. But again, let's get to July twenty seventh first and see what they're willing or not willing to do. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. Our Fox Sports Radio NFL Insider. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. What's the general consensus on vaccinations and the words that you're getting from teams and getting their their players up to to those thresholds? Is it has it been a hassle? Are are, are they are are you hearing positive words about it? What's the sense you get from your sources? Yeah, it, it's it's been a good. It's been a you know, majority of the players are doing it. And remember, we they still have time for training camp. The players know they're aware of. The stringent protocols, if you don't get vaccinated, agents I know are encouraging their players who, who have been going back and forth whether to do it, um, to do it, because it's just, it, it just going to be more difficult for them. The league and the NFLPA, who had to agree to these protocols, they, they've made them so stringent that the players cannot be around. Uh, if you don't get vaccinated, you, you really can't be around your teammates very much, and you got to wear the mask everywhere. So that's just something that uh, they, they wrestle with. Now, some of the players are holding out. Look, it's for, for the situation, it's not like they, they weren't used to it last season. They, this is exactly what they had to go to, through last season. But the thing is, you can't even eat with your teammates. You can't be around them. And that, that to me, is why I think some players are going to flip and just do it in, in, in the end. Um, and, and, and I'm looking at, I, I guess, some of the high-profile players 
who have not been vaccinated yet? Like, what what have you heard from teams about how they're going to handle it if maybe it's their quarterback or their highest paid wide wide receiver or anything like that? Yeah, we haven't got to that point because they're not. You know, we're still months away from training camp. But I assume if there's any, we haven't heard of any of the quarterbacks yet. But they're obviously talk to them. You got the coordinator, quarterback coach. You got the head coach. You got the general manager. You got the agent. Uh, the, the big one, though, is Cole Beasley. I, I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, one of the top slot receivers in the National Football League. He basically said he's not doing it, and he's threatened to retire uh, You know, if he feels forced to do it. I mean, you can't. By law, you cannot force people to do it. But the league is making it with the NFLPA so tough on the players. And by the way, there's some coaches that I know of who have not done it yet. Not many, though. But there's some coaches who haven't done it. I suspect that they'll wind up doing it because of the challenges and not being able to be around everybody. All right, final one for me because he was the biggest news that I've I've been waiting for for years, and so many of us have been the <laughs> uniform or the the alternate helmet that will now be allowed. The one helmet rule going away in twenty twenty two. I know that there is some uh, there's some I don't know technicalities on teams submitting jerseys already for the twenty twenty two season, and maybe not have, having a helmet match. But Adam Kaplan. Of all of the helmets that you could see come back, what helmet are you most excited to see back in the NFL? I can't wait to see the Bucks. I got to yes. see that, the cream school uniform, the Buccaneer helmet. I don't know why. Hey, look, I'm one of the, the, the weirdos who likes the color rush uniforms. <laughs> Me too. I don't too. know. I like fluorescent shoes. I don't know, man. I, I, George, I, here's a question. If you were still playing, right, yep. what, what, would you be an old school guy? What, what would you think of wearing an old school uniform? Oh, dude, you love it. Players, players love the the old school uniforms because it's a chance for you to be fresh. It's just, it, it's just anything that's kind of new or even different than what you normally do is kind of like a novelty. That's why players love the color rush uniforms because then you can. It's just an opportunity to swag it out even differently. You know, like you get new cards, you get new pictures, you can post, you can change all all, all of this cool stuff. So. Like players themselves love it, like as much, probably more than the fans love it. Wow, I did not know that. Very the, nice. Hey, listen, there there are very few NFL uniforms that don't need an upgrade. Honestly, like I, I, I and we talked yesterday, and and look, the Raiders are great, and 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 the Raiders, it's a cla- the silver and black, magnificent. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, strong look. That really doesn't need to change, even though they can. But there are a bunch of teams that really benefit actually from a color rush or a different. Yes. So, and 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 so there's the NFL is not immune to that. And I think people need to to realize that that sometimes these things, yeah, maybe it not may not feel right uh, right away, but not all teams are immune from having uh you know bad jerseys. Like some of them do need an upgrade, and and the color rush and the throwbacks will then provide that for them. I love it. Yeah, Patriots is one that I think clearly needs something. I'd like to oh, yeah. growing up watching in the 70s and Jim Plunkett. I'm old enough to remember Jim Plunkett as the Patriots quarterback. I love those. And you know, the Raider one from the 60s, that helmet, I love, which is just a different shade of, of silver. Mm-hmm. And then the Eagles, I know Eagle fans want the, want the old Kelly Green jerseys and the old helmet that Ron Jaworski wore in the 70s. So Looking forward to that, yeah. and, but it's going to be in 2022. And, and, and I read, Adam, that the, that the Eagles had already submitted their, their uniforms so for the 2022 season. I don't know if that's real or not, but 
we'd have to wait to 2023 to have the NFL needs to change that. And I know like there's a whole process, but I don't know if that's what you heard. But the sooner we can get these, the better. So yeah, I, I just know about 22, but yeah, yeah, they have some very weird rules. And now obviously we've got the combine situation, uh, which uh, could be moving after uh, this season, sure. which will, which will be disappointing, but look out LA has a real shot to win it. That's been kind of the belief around the league over the last three or four years. We'll see what happens. Get them on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Hear them every weekend right here on Fox sports radios or NFL insider. Thanks for the time, Adam. We'll do it again next week. Appreciate it. Sounds good guys. Thanks. Man, if only the Jaguars could have worn those prototypes, you know, when you were playing, the ones that they had to change from because of the, uh, it was too close to the Jaguar car logo. Remember that? Yep. Yeah, that those would. I, I got a tweet this week from somebody saying that they should do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I could, I could go for that. That'd be <laughs> something I'd, that'd be interested in. Yeah, uh, dude, but 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 we should make a list of the teams that need uniform refreshes just in general because he he brought up the Patriots and I'm all in on them needing a refresh. All right, I I got I got, I got a list. We're gonna do that right after right after Ralph or excuse me, David Gascon gives us the latest of what's happening today. Uh, Dave, you can chime in as well if you would like on uh, any upgrades to NFL uniforms. You are more than willing because what we're trying to do here is help the National Football League. Well, I, I, I'm shocked, Dan, because I thought you were going to help me today. Why is that? Um, you and I have to collect uh, a bet. <laughs> you know, like it's not often that we're able to collect proceeds here from our colleagues. But, uh, yeah, George Reister, um, I got receipts, and uh, you need to come correct. On the national George, airwaves, of George Fox is Sports like radio. George is hey, George has made four bets that I can remember on this program, Woo. and he's zero for four on those bets. They call it I wait, wait four. I thought I thought I'm zero for three right now. Oh. Well, well, you and I didn't wager anything on the Chiefs, but the Chiefs didn't reach the oh, point well, total. Then, and, and then well, no, well, but then, then what, well, we don't know what you're talking about. Then, if, if if the money ain't on the wood, the bet ain't no good. Then, then what, what happened? is then he doubled down when Gavin Kinzel was producing the show and lost that. Just like it happened here when I won the Mavericks-Clippers bet, and then he doubled down, and Dave's like, I'll take that action with Clippers Jazz, and what do you know? Yeah. I don't know. That sounds like so an 0 for 4 for, uh, for me. 0 for, but. 0 for 3. George, well, I have no knowledge of anything. George, when are we going to do this thing? Whenever whenever you guys want. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is up to you guys, uh, but – um, nobody, nobody told me I had to eat with you guys. Why not? I mean, Correct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was thinking that too. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not showing up for this. I'm not showing up for the embarrassment. So then we can post a picture of it. No, wait. No, why not? <laughs> why not? This could be like uh, this could be like the Olympics, right? Un- un- unless we're going to Lowry's, because I've been craving a prime rib lately. Uh. So if 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 one of you guys chooses Lowry's, I'm I'm sneaking in the back door. Right. I got Mastros. I don't know what Dan wants, but uh, you know Dan's hey. got. Uh, hey, he's, you could give me he's a box fancy. Of he'll choose like Sizzler. He'll he'll yeah. choose he'll choose Sizzler. I truly, don't care. <laughs> don't care. It's gonna taste good though, right, Dan? Oh yeah, no matter what, for sure. Dan or uh, George, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think you should at least acknowledge. You know, I was I was right, and you were dead wrong. I think you should at least do that before you pay up on the bet. Uh, n- no, I mean, I, mean, I, I spied I, you two games. 
I suffered an injury to. Oh yeah, Kawhi Leonard going down isn't an injury to to Donovan <laughs> yeah, Mitchell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, yeah. hey man, I, I, what, I suffered an be, injury, baby? and these what and these be, things happen. Oh boy, you know? <laughs> man. Guys, uh, Major League Baseball: Shohei Otani, 25th home run of the season. Angels won today at Tampa, six four. Tigers walk off in 10 over Houston. Red Sox beat up on the Yankees, 9-2. Garrett Cole suffered the defeat on the pitch today. Czech Republic, 2-0 over Netherlands. Belgium, 1-0 defeat in Portugal. Their only goal came in the 42nd minute. Right now, San Diego leading Arizona, 2-1 this game right now. Dealing in the bottom of the fourth inning of play. Top of the fourth inning, excuse me, from Petco Park. Speaking of uniforms, guys, I know it's not the National Football League. But I absolutely love San Diego's home uniforms when they pay homage to our our military. The uh, the camouflage is just them and the Pittsburgh Pirates do it right with the camouflage uniforms, especially when they get the brown. Ah, uh, the Padres stink. Nobody cares about the Padres. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh boy, well. George is on one today. <laughs> George is oh. on one. I gotta go. First it was Patrick Beverly. <laughs> Now it's the Padres. We're 37 minutes into the show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of those days. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now. You know who needs a uniform change in the NFL? The Arizona Cardinals. That 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 two panel red and white. If you just go basic, and honestly, it's not difficult with the Cardinals. You only really have red and white to work with anyway. Their black uniforms stink. I think I, I'm so sick of people just wearing a black uniform and thinking that it's a great idea. You just wear red pants, a white top, or vice versa, and you've got a much better uniform in the NFL in the Arizona Cardinals. 100%, dude. All right. Dude, the, the Arizona Cardinals are were number one on my list as far as needing a uniform refresh. Do you know what I think would look dope on them, though, for their away uniform or some sort of alternate uniform? Real it's- feathers. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm kidding. hey, they actually could add feathers like, like Oregon used to have on their uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> or they could, or a cool thing that they could do is add the color gray. Add the color gray and play in a gray pant with a gray pant, white socks with uh, a white jersey with some sort of accent on it, like that that red accent on it. Mm -hmm. I think that would look really, really good on them. And then that would go with their, their white helmet, too. They need a refresh. Number one on the list. The Patriots... Their uniforms have become really, really good yeah. for a long time, and then but now they're stale. I think that they need to go back to that Ooh. to the uh, red and the blue, like the uh, the 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 one with, where with Pat the Patriot or yes, with the, oh yes, yes, where the, where where he's under center. Yep, yep, that That's one. Pat, yep, and I think the Texans need a refresh. Yeah, they they need something. New. They've been the same for. The entire I mean, those history. red ones are okay. You know, like when you talk about color rush and people not liking, they would do their battle reds that they would wear. Like, I actually, I don't mind those, but they're yeah, I I am all for the for the Texans. I'll say this about the Patriots though, the the jersey that they wore last year, which was kind of uh, made off of their color rush, were better than anything they wore during the Brady era. Like with, with during the Brady era, it was just you know it had a 
silver and it was blue and red and white. Like these are, you know, with the shoulder stripes, kind of like the UCLA shoulder stripes that they have and being like the full Navy. I think those look a lot sharper, makes the flying Elvis, I think, work a little bit better than the, any of the uniforms that Tom Brady wore in New England. But, I, but I'm with you in wearing the, the Pat the Patriot with the you know red red uniforms, uh, you know red jerseys. Yep. I am all for that. that. And there are three more teams who need. Well, sorry, four more teams who need a refresh badly. That's the Panthers. The okay, yep. I, they really they haven't changed much. They've altered Correct. their logo a little bit, but they haven't really changed the uniform. Okay, yep. yeah, I'm for that. And there are three iconic franchises that need refreshes. Number one is the 49ers. They need a refresh. The I, 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 and I'm going to comment after each one. I like because it, it's more of the Montana Rice uniform. This one is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't hate it, but I do think they need a re. Like I don't. I, I think that this one needs a refresh less than any of the ones that we've mentioned so far. Um. The. Uh. The Packers need a refresh. I, I know that they have icon. <laughs> I'm curious where this one's going to go because this really hasn't changed in what? 50 some years. Correct. And that's the entire reason why you need a refresh. I, I, I like the colors and I think that you do have to stay pretty traditional with their uniforms because theirs are like USC, Penn State, you can't change it too, too much, right? But I do think that there are some things that you can make to li- liven it up a tad bit. And the Good luck with Can- that. Yeah, and the Kansas City Chiefs. They need a refresh. <laughs> what? what? I, if the Arizona Cardinals did what the Kansas City Chiefs did, I would be happy. Red tops, white pants. Guess what? Maybe you go red on red sometimes. You go white tops. Chiefs are fine. Mm-mm. The nope. Chiefs are fine. Falcons nope. need to go back to the red helmets. See, see, you're getting lost in in what's in what's easy. Oh, I'm sorry. It like the better the franchise, the more likely it is that you feel like, oh, okay, everything's kind of kind of fine. That's why you don't feel like that about the 49ers, the Packers, and the Chiefs, and the Patriots. You're kind of like, ah, oh, it's all right too. But but they haven't had success in the last couple of years. But well, the rest of them, they haven't had a lot of success, and that's why you feel like I hated telling. the I hated the Patriots uniforms during the entire Brady run. Like they're they're just they they were there was there was they were oh, they're just they were designed poorly. I. I don't like them at all. The thing about the Packers and the thing about the Chiefs is that they're pretty basic and that they're, they're basic and they've been like that for a long time. And I think that's what we're used to. Like, do you want to take pinstripes off the Yankees uniform? Is that, no, is that what's man. next, George Reisner? No. no, I didn't say – no, you you uh, keep the the iconic parts of it, but you but you can also liven it up at the same time while still being keeping to your traditional roots. I found it. I found the the announcement exciting, and the the helmets that I think most people were excited to see: Creamsicle uh, Buccaneers with Bucko Bruce, Pat the Patriot. We talked about my Seahawks going back to the silver was a big one. Uh, Adam Kaplan mentioned the Eagles, and then the 
Broncos, going back to the like the royal blue of Elway and Carl Mecklenburg and those teams with the D on it and the horse. That's the other one that I saw that that got a lot of hype. And even I I, I even say the Falcons going back. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. To the, to the 80s, the, the Steve Bartkowski, Gerald Riggs helmet that you could wear. That would be a sharp look. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Get George on Twitter, at George Reister. That's where you can give him all the heat on wanting to change the Packers and Chiefs uniforms. You can find me on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next, one NBA superstar who has played for only one team may want out. We'll tell you who that is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? 
I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Dan Beyer. He's George Reister. The fire is a hot one today coming from George's mics. Not, not, even, not even hot takes. Says Packers and Chiefs need to change their uniforms. I now said a I'm, refresh, not a, a refresh. change, man. How <laughs> dare you? Y'all trying to just in, 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 incite the mob. He said the Packers and Chiefs uniforms stink. Uh, no, says Patrick that's not Beverly fouled Devin Booker a hundred times. He did. D- d- Dan, Dan, <laughs> I, I, I asked you, and you I agree. E- I agree. Thank you. You echoed it. So just, just so I just need you to make sure that your Milwaukee Bucks take care of business today because because they looked awful in game one. They came back and, and stomped a mud hole in Atlanta in game two. I don't know what to expect out of them because I don't trust Mike Budenholzer. Uh, I, that's a whole I, different story. I, I, we will dive into that for sure. And I'll tell you what, I would love to know what to expect, but I also have no idea. I also did not expect this. Within the last 60 minutes or so, Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports says the enormous backlash – from the Trailblazers uh, seemingly set to hire Chauncey Billups, the backlash from that and everything that came with it now has maybe made, made Damian Lillard looking at other options outside of Portland. This was uh, due in part to the news that Billups was going to get uh, hired. There was uh, backlash from fans on social media, Uh, towards Lillard on the hire. And what Haynes says is that uh, not only did uh, Lillard and his suggestions not get any interviews with the Portland Trailblazers, Lillard now feels like he's being blamed by the fan base for the hiring of Billups. And it's the fan base that has kept him in Portland. And now Damian Lillard may be souring a little on the franchise that he spent his whole career with. Uh, See, uh... Just over this, I don't think that Dame's the kind of guy to just be out after this. If there is some truth to that, that's already been kind of simmering because he's in the gold, like he's in his prime. And you can only, and he's a small guard. So that there's only so long that he can jump and elevate over people and use his athleticism to, to, to be the best player or one of the top players in the NBA. And he may be looking at it like, hold up, how important is this championship to me? And we don't have flexibility to get to trade for players. And free agents don't just walk through the door in Portland. And they don't have a first or or second round draft pick this year. So he's like, how the hell are we going to get better? So I think that that's where Damian Lillard may be looking or souring on the Blazers. You know, and and that's all, that is all fair as well. But I will say that for a guy who has been so loyal to that team in that city and always wanting to be uh, the guy there to have, have some, you know, portion of the fan base, and it may be very minimal, but it's enough to make Damian Lillard reportedly feel uncomfortable. You know, to, to have that come up, I think, makes it also a, a 
different story of, hey, if I've been pouring my heart out for you guys and you are now misconstruing or uh, blaming me for something that I had no role in, maybe I don't want to be here. I, I, this, is, uh, this is big, and this is something worth watching. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Are the NBA Finals going to be worth watching? We'll talk about it next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I think the Western Conference Finals are over. I don't know what's going to happen in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I think I know who the better team is. And that could set up for an NBA Finals that I don't know if anybody wants. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. This Dan, is, this how, is, how dare you say that? How, I, how dare you say that? That is one up. of the more disrespectful things that you've ever said, and it's incredibly wrong. It's it's something we're going to dive into here on Fox Sports Sunday. It is the voice of George Reister that you hear there. You can find it on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer or on Fox. Listen, I try to take personal biases, uh, fandom, out of the equation when we're talking about the topics at hand. I try to use my knowledge of certain teams to my advantage when we're talking about things because maybe I follow a team a little bit more closely than another squad. It just happens. But I will say this, even as a Milwaukee Bucks fan, George, I am not naive to the fact that people feel like it would be, and I'm using air quotes, boring or, using air quotes again, not exciting and uh, air quotes again, if we had a Bucks suns NBA Finals. And I... I that is a feeling out there. I don't agree with that. I think it's completely – I love the way that these playoffs have shaped up this year. But there are people who just want to see the Warriors take on the Cavs with LeBron in Cleveland <laughs> and Kevin and Durant and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson all healthy playing in Golden State or seeing the Lakers and LeBron James in the NBA Finals playing whoever from the East. That That's – there are fans that want that, and I just – how these playoffs have played out just makes it very difficult for me to understand how people would rather have that option instead of the one that is likely going to be on our plates within the well, next week or so. that's not why you were disrespectful, Dan. The thing that you were disrespectful about, you had the nerve to say that – you know that you don't know what's going to happen in this series, but you know who the better team is, right? Yes. Yes. The, it, so, and I'm assuming that you mean the, the Bucks. Yes. So, so, if the Atlanta Hawks win this series, you believe the Bucks are the better team? Uh, if the Atlanta Hawks win this series, it will be a fluke. Dan, it will Dan, be a complete, is not what I asked you. It will be a Dan, fluke. Dan, it will be if, the Bucks self-destructing themselves. Oh it will not so, be because Atlanta oh, is a better team than Milwaukee. What? Dan, if, 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 if wait, are the Milwaukee Bucks healthy? Yes or no? Um, for the most part, yes. They're they're probably the healthiest team left. Well, they in the lost playoffs, Dante right? DiVincenzo, one of their starters in the Miami series, so they they haven't they don't have him. Hawks have lost DeAndre Hunter. So that kind of evens out. If you yeah, but I'm saying out of all the teams left in the playoffs, they're probably the healthiest, right? At Phoenix, well, well, yeah, well Phoenix, Phoenix was number one. Yeah, 
Well, well, but Phoenix played two games without Chris Paul, but now they're back probably the 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 healthiest. But the Bucks have been relatively healthy, right? Yeah, yeah. So you mean to tell me that you can fix your face to say that the if the Atlanta Hawks beat a healthy Bucks team, that they are still a better team? Yes, because in a seven-game series. Yes, how does that make would, sense? By the Dan? way, it would it would they would need seven games to do so. It doesn't that, matter. That's, that's, like that's how would you? And, and the and the idea that you would say, oh, it would be because the Bucks self destructed. The, the bad teams self destruct. Good teams don't. So if if the Atlanta Hawks beat the Bucks, they are a better team than the Bucks. Period. Like, like there, there is no other. There, there's no other way to put it, Dan. That if if you be if you are healthy, granted, there are other circumstances when teams aren't healthy. If one healthy team plays another healthy team, and the and not just a one game thing, but a seven game series, the better team wins. Dan. That that that's just, you just have to accept that if that's what happens. Well, we'll, we will see how it plays out, George, but in my my mind and how it's going to play out, I don't think that you're going to see. Now, now listen, the Bucs are more of a roller coaster team than maybe people want to realize for what they were. Like, there was. There was a thought process that the Bucks maybe didn't care as much about the regular season this year. I think some of that is true, but I also think that that theory masked some of their faults. They're not as good defensively as they were the previous two seasons. Still a good rebounding team, but so are the Atlanta Hawks, and that was actually the difference that I thought. For all the hype that Trey Young got in Game 1, I thought it was the rebounding of the Hawks that was the difference and actually out-rebounding Milwaukee in that game and getting second and third chance opportunities. I just don't think Atlanta has the firepower to match up with what the Bucks have. And the the way that Atlanta wins the series would you would have to have three more games of Trey Young having a you know a forty point effort. Where but if they that do, game. that means they're better. Oh, okay, let's let let's try this on all right. for size. All right, all right, all right. So okay. so hold on. So so I wanted to take you through this. Because I think your Bucks glasses are 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 getting in the way of okay. So who was the better team, Utah or Memphis? Um, Utah was. Who was the better team, the Clippers or Dallas? The uh, Clippers. Dallas or Portland? Uh, Dallas. No, 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 no. no I'm what? sorry. De- Denver or Portland? Yeah, Denver, Portland, Denver. Oh, the 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 Lakers or Phoenix. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm I'm a Lakers fan. You you know I, this, right? Yes, yes. And yes. the better team, the better team won won the uh, series. So so now, who's better, Phoenix or Denver? I think I listen, listen. I, I when I when I say and I want to just make a point about the Lakers and Suns thing. Obviously the Suns won the series and were a better team without Anthony Davis. I, I am I am all with you, and I know that I'm injuries probably factored buried. into that one. Yes. So, so yes, so like did. that. So that one is a little bit di- different. But who the, who was better, the Bucks or or Brooklyn? Uh, the Bucks. Why? Why, Dan? weren't weren't the uh, <laughs> weren't the uh, the uh, Nets not not healthy? 
Well, they weren't healthy, but I don't think that there was a. I don't think who it was has a more given. firepower. I don't think Wait. that it was. I don't think it was a given that the Nets would have been the juggernaut with a healthy Kyrie and James Harden. Dan, because they are never. You, we, they are you kidding seven, me? They barely they, beat him with Kevin Durant and and a half a Harden. It if, was if the Nets were healthy, they would have won that series. They would. would they probably would have swept. The books, the maybe five games. The great thing about this is I have no idea on what side either of us are arguing right now. But the point is, is when you like you take the Brooklyn Nets, their biggest criticism or the thing that you question the most about them entering the playoffs was the lack of chemistry that you could have with Kyrie Irving, James Harden and Kevin Durant because of the minimal amount that they played together in the regular season. And then as it turns out. Harden strains his hamstring seconds into game one. Kyrie sprains his ankle in game four. Harden returns in game five. You still had pieces there, but I don't think it was an absolute given that that chemistry works. It allowed Brooklyn to play entirely through Kevin Durant. That's what that series did. It made it a lot simpler for them in that series to how they were going to go about it. I don't know if it's if it would have been the, the Kyrie show if it would have been the Kevin and Kyrie or James Harden, but I don't know if it was a given the way that it turned out. And I know the Bucks oh. barely won Game Three, your where Bucks if they lose, it's a three nothing so, lead. lead. Your, okay, your, okay, your Bucks glasses are like three inches thick right now. But so, then why are you bringing up Brooklyn if you're trying to say that the 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 Hawks would be the better team of beating Milwaukee no, the, if you don't think the Bucks are no, better no, no, than the, Brooklyn? The 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 uh, Bucks are that that Bucks Brooklyn series is just like the Phoenix LA series. But the but the whole premise that I was arguing is that the better when all teams are healthy, the best teams win. So who was better, Philadelphia or Atlanta? <laughs> uh, Atlanta. Thank you, because they won the series, Dan. It's a seven-game series. The best teams win. Like, it, it's not a one-game anomaly where, where uh, University of uh Maryland Baltimore County beats Virginia and you're like oh that's if they play a seven game series Virginia's going to win but one game that's different but a seven game series the if both teams are healthy the better team wins and so if the Atlanta Hawks beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the series you Dan are going to have okay. to admit that the Hawks let, are better than the Bucks. Let let me ask you this. If the Hawks play to their best of their abilities, are they guaranteed to beat the Bucks in this series? If Atlanta plays to the best that they are, are they guaranteed to beat Milwaukee? If they play their best? Yeah, the if they play to 100% cap, capability, Yes, they would they they would win the series. Okay, so if Milwaukee's at 100% and Atlanta's at 100%, who wins? I don't I don't know. We Yeah, we, we do still... know. It would be Milwaukee. The, the, no, we don't know yes, that, yes, dude. We do. My, yes, we do. One, one guy who's whose coach is better? Budenholzer or McMillan? The it, uh, probably Nate McMillan. Okay, Pro so what so what do you But the pieces that Milwaukee has 
I, it, it's not to diminish who Atlanta. We got is, a but star who are, can't shoot free throws in Giannis, and and can't close is, the game. He's got to have Middleton do it. I I love you know the Giannis the Giannis like flack on the free throws is amazing because it's it's so Shaq esque because that's all we could rip on Shaq for. Yet he's averaging, you know, 30 points and 15 rebounds a game. Nobody talks about the actual lines that Giannis is putting up in these games. All they're talking about is what he does at the free throw line. And when you look at his stats numbers, I mean, they're absurd to put to put those sort of numbers up in in the playoffs. It's because it's the the nice thing to talk about. But realistically, if the Bucks are 100% and the Hawks are 100%, the Bucs are going to win because they are a better team. My point is the Bucs could be at 95% and the Hawks could be at 100 And the reason that maybe Milwaukee doesn't win is because they didn't play to that 100%. It's their own thing. It's that means that they're Atlanta not as good, did. Dan. The best teams win. Like, I, I don't know how you can – well, well if, if they played at 90% and they played at 100%, the best teams win enough games in a series. That means that you were either constructed poorly, coached poorly. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into 150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in washington dc welcome to the scene to scene podcast i am your host valerie complex today i am chatting with ji young you ji young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series expats i think i learn a little bit with every character that i play i think usually i play a character and it causes enough introspection that i learn something about myself i honestly can't gush enough about freaky tales i'm so excited to share it with more people if you like what you hear be sure to review like and subscribe to the scene to scene podcast an epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with american express you breeze through the card member entrance stop by the lounge now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet this is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, 
even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Or you don't execute when it comes down to it. The best teams win series. Bottom line, Dan. That's it. You, you, I don't even know how people, because this is not just a Dan Byer argument. I've had this argument with so many other people who, who I, I can't for the life of me make sense of, well, they're, they're like, well, the other team's a better team. No, they're not. If both teams are healthy, the, uh, the team who wins a series is the better team. There's no discuss. I don't even know how we can even be arguing against that. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. I wanted to know if you actually like the playoffs, but um, yes, we, we I'm never even got, the playoffs we never right even now. got to that point. We never even got to that point. Get George Reister on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next, are these playoffs actually good for the NBA? We'll talk about it next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday, I'm Dan Beyer, he's George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. If you ever missed the show, just go to FoxSportsRadio.com. Check out the podcast. It's there that you can hear George argue for and against his point, like he did last segment. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? Oh, I'm just, just, I'm just, just rational jobs. thinking, man. It is the, just... The funny, <laughs> best part about it. I'll, I like to reveal the, you know, pull back the curtain, as we like to say in radio. I was trying to set up another topic. And so, like, one of the things that, that you do is, like, when, you, when, you, when I'm trying to start the show and doing stuff, trying to get a bunch of points out there to lay out the topic. And the great part about it was I never even got to finish the topic before George said, hold up, hold up just a little bit here. Because the thing that I was actually oh. curious about the thing I was curious about is, is this better than having the Warriors and Cavs in the NBA Finals for four straight years? Is it better than seeing LeBron in you know eight straight NBA Finals? Is having f- these four teams who haven't won an NBA title in what? You know, more than 50 or 50 years at least w- when it comes to Milwaukee's case. Is this better than what we have become so accustomed to in the NBA? And, and, and listen, we just did a whole segment of, of me being a Bucks fan. There's a part of me that understands that maybe it, it may be a little bit biased. But I will say this, and even watching last night's Suns-Clippers game, I watched that game because I didn't know who was going to win. And I felt in watching a Warriors game leading up to the NBA Finals or a Cavaliers game leading up to the NBA Finals during those playoffs that I was watching to see if the Cavaliers would lose. And I think that they're two different things, or seeing if the Warriors would lose. And I think that they're, they're two completely different like ways of watching. And I just find last night of just not really having an idea and having the outcome really be in the balance better than what we've expected. Like I, I feel like we watched the Cavs and Warriors in their playoff runs because we wanted to make sure that we watched it in case they lost. And here we don't know the outcome. That's how I feel. And I actually feel that it's it's 
better it's a better watch in the NBA for these playoffs than what we've maybe had for the last decade. See, that's an interesting thought. I I agree on some level, right? But then the part that makes me disagree is just that we may actually be watching the beginning of that all over again. You know what I mean? Like that that this series and and whoever ends up winning the championship it may turn out that they are one of those teams, one one of those teams that we just watched over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Like in, in terms of the, in terms of LeBron consistently in the finals, the same thing with the Warriors. May, maybe we're watching the beginning of that because re- remember when they first went to the finals, People were like, "Oh, nobody wants to see them." It that, because you hadn't seen them, it was something new. That's the thing that threw people off is that there is that they were used to seeing other teams in the finals, and now they got a chance to see something mm-hmm. different. And so the NBA consistently gives us this. Like there, there's always some sort of change in new teams in the fold and in the mix. And if you turn out and and if it turns out to be that this that the Bucks or the Suns or whoever else are the team that we're going to see in the playoffs every single year, it'll be just fine with people because that's what we've always gotten in the NBA is the same teams over and over and over again. It'll just be, you know, it could just be the the. Uh, one one of the new teams because they said that about the Warriors first. They're like nobody yeah. wants to see the Warriors, <laughs> but then they're like, oh wait, hold up. When it turns into a dynasty, then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I get it now. This makes sense. That oh, I get why this was such a big deal. I so get, that I, so I think we may be watching that, which which would then in turn be okay with people on the back end. I look at the Suns and if if they if they were to face Milwaukee in the NBA finals the Suns won both their regular season meetings they were really good games by the way so so we would be in for a treat for the NBA finals if those two teams matched up but if the Suns won it no matter if they play Milwaukee or if they play Atlanta I get more of a Raptors feel and I'm gonna say a Raptors Mavericks combo feel because I think it would be Chris Paul playing like the role of Kawhi going to Toronto and lifting that team to the heights that it had never been. But also Chris Paul being in that Dirk Nowitzki role of him finally breaking through after so many you know, playoff heartaches of getting close and, and finally being like the guy on a team and winning a title – I feel like Phoenix would be that that title for them would be more of the one off. Maybe Milwaukee, mm. maybe you know, maybe Atlanta, and, and and I have no idea what's going on with the Clippers right now with, with Kawhi. But maybe if Milwaukee or Atlanta wins, it gets them over that hump to be like, okay, now we're a title team. We know how to do it. Look out, we're going to get this thing rolling. But I just in I just I don't see that with Phoenix. I look more of them as like the the one off and it's not that Phoenix Why? isn't going to be Be- because Booker Booker is young 
if they can hold on to Miles Bridges and campaign, they got Aiton is clearly coming into his, his own. I think out of all the teams left in the playoffs, that the Suns are the most likely to to consistently be in this position. Big them and then Atlanta second because when it comes to free agents, I know that Atlanta hasn't typically been a a destination, right? For for free agents. But if you have Trey Young, you have a competent owner, a good head coach, and it's Atlanta which is at one, one of America's hubs. It's one of its, you know, 10 biggest media markets. It's a it's a city that people like to live in. That so like that's a big deal. And you look at Phoenix as well. Phoenix may not be the big free agent destination, but historically they have gotten some free agents. And then to play with a team that's going to be really good and an unselfish team where, where where book isn't going to take 50 shots a night, but they're going to be well coached and all that. I think that those are the two teams that are most poised to be back in the same position next year, even after a full off season where, where you're going to have the Lakers are going to be back. You're going to have other, the Boston Celtics should be better than they were th- this year, which is going to make things even more competitive. You know, Chris Paul is going to have a free agency decision to make. Um, oh, man, he ain't going nowhere, man. He's making $48 million. He ain't you know, going nowhere. The, the the question, though, is is how much does Chris Paul have left in the tank? Because his body has also been an issue, and it's been an issue in the playoffs. And, heck, I mean, we may be putting the cart before the horse here considering that these playoffs aren't even done. But I just I look at the Suns, and, yeah, they, they've got pieces there. And, and if you're a free agent you're looking to play somewhere – to go where a future is and and to play with young stars, you're right. With Booker and Aiton Aiton and the way that Aiton's you know really emerged in these playoffs, make Phoenix a desirable destination. But I just don't know how much you can count on Chris Paul being that guy. I don't think that I don't know if the Suns will go, you know, come flying back to Earth, but I do think that this Chris Paul run only has so much life in it. And that's why I think it's like this is like this is the this is the opportunity. This is an opportunity where you don't, you know, you dispatch LeBron, you don't have to face Durant. You're now facing a Clippers team that doesn't have Kawhi. Like this is your opportunity to do it. And while their future may be set up, I just don't know about the future of Chris Paul in a lot of different ways. And it's the only reason why I look at that sort of um you know, this this sort of version of the Suns is being that Raptors Mavericks sort of squad. I don't know if it would open the floodgates with Milwaukee. I think it might have may take some of the pressure off of Giannis, but their core is gonna be there. Like Drew Holiday's locked up, Giannis is locked up. There are gonna be other decisions that they have to make, but that team's gonna be there because those pieces are gonna be there. I still think that the, the Hawks would be a little difficult, but you, you talk about free agency. You know, somebody would be playing second fiddle to Trey Young. That would be the other. That, that would be the other thing. But I, I yeah, I just I, I I like this version though of these playoffs to kind of just get back to the point of because it is different. I don't think we're seeing a Warriors team. I don't think that we're seeing that. I don't think that we realized on how good Steph was and and really how good Clay Thompson was. And let's be honest, 
you know, in, unless there's a super team that, unless Kawhi is going to opt out from the Clippers and join the Lakers, you know, I, I don't know if there's going to be a super team formed like they had in, in Golden State again. But, so. but nobody thought that Golden State was going to be a super team either. Like, the, and that's the thing is, no. is that, is that when, when they were playing in the, uh, in 2000, was it 14, um, in the finals or 13, 20, nobody 20, thought, 2015 huh? was the first uh, finals yeah. for the Warriors. Yeah. Nobody thought that they were going to win it. Nobody. That, and now I'm talking about when the when the playoffs started. Nobody was like, oh, oh, here comes that Golden State juggernaut. No. They had to get past the Spurs, all of that. And, and then people were like, oh, wow, they might actually be able to win. And then they that's when they got the credit and the acknowledgement after the championship and then came back the next year. And we're even better. Everybody's like, oh, whoa, whoa, this team's dangerous. And now we may be looking at that with a team like the Phoenix Suns. That's that's the thing I'm saying is that no, if I, you lose I, I, Chris Paul, yeah. which which could happen, and then you turn around and add, you know, a free agent, like or or not even this year, but the year after, now all of a sudden you're looking at a potential super team. I, I no, I I understand completely what you're saying. I just don't think that they're at the Warriors level, and I I don't think that I don't see a Kevin Durant or unless Kawhi Leonard's going to join the Phoenix Suns. I don't see that level of player joining Phoenix to make them that juggernaut that Golden State was, and that's why I just I I don't I don't see that happening. Could be wrong. I just I I don't see that happening. Plus, I mean. This to me just makes. I mean, the whole playoffs have been exciting. Honestly, in those those years where those teams are so good, the first round was boring, and even the conference semifinals weren't even that exciting because you're like, geez, who's going to lose to the Warriors and Cavs in the conference finals? So we'll, we'll we will we will see how good these finals could be, and I think it will be really good no matter who it is because we're not going to have any idea who's going to win any of those games. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me Dan Byer on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next. We will boldly go where two Major League Baseball teams have never gone before. I'll explain after David Gascon gives us the latest of what's happening on this Sunday. What's going on, Dave? Dan, what's the closest comp for the NBA Finals coming up? Would it be the Titans and St. Louis Rams in the Super Bowl or the Marlins and Indians in the World Series? <laughs> that was a good World Series, though. It 97. was. It was fantastic. Was, yeah, and there was a good Super Bowl between the yeah. – the Rams. No, it and was. Titans. And that's yeah. my point is that you have great caliber players on both sides, just not in your, your top five media markets. So you have people that have their noses up in the air about it because yeah. it's not those. You, yeah. you, you see the traditional powerhouses. Good point. Like, you know, the Very Lakers good point. years past, obviously, Golden State. And on the Eastern Conference side of things, you know, Cavaliers, Miami Heat, whoever it may be, Boston Celtics. So, like, what do you think would be the closest comp? Ah, jeez. I, you know, Indians, Indians, Marlins, and I know it's a way back machine in '97, but that was, you know, that was really good. That that, you know, I think that's I think that's fair to have it dramatically end the way that it did. Yeah, I yeah. I, I thought Titans and Rams for the sheer reason that you had McNair and Warner both as MVPs this season. You obviously had a conversation about Chris Paul being in the hunt, but obviously Giannis being a, an MVP as well. And then you have those supporting casts. I think it's yeah. gonna be fun no matter what. Yeah, no, it's very, very good analogies. I actually, I, I can't find much to. 
poke holes in. And, George and, probably can, but not me. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, and George had mentioned <laughs> it with the media markets, Atlanta and Phoenix go 10 and 11 uh, amongst media markets in the United States. So although it's I, not New York, Los yeah. Angeles, it's not I'll, a major drop-off. But I'll also, also say this. I don't think media markets matter. No, I think it's so over. Yeah, I and I also think it's so overblown. Yeah, like I mean, like Cleveland. I mean, LeBron was there, so it's a you know, it's a it's a big deal. I mean, is LA going to be on the edge of their seat if the Clippers are in? I don't know. I know they would be if the Lakers, but I don't know if they would be if the Clippers. Yeah, so that's true. Choo choo choo, guys. Major League Baseball, San Diego leading Arizona two one. This game's in the. Home half of the sixth inning. Red Sox beat up on the Yankees today, 9-2. Garrett Cole suffered the defeat. Pittsburgh 7-2 at St. Louis. San Francisco getting drubbed right now by the A's, 6 to nothing. It's in the bottom of the eighth inning in that affair. White Sox 3, Mariners 1. Cubs and Dodgers later on today. First pitch is at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Clayton Kershaw on the bump for Los Angeles in that one. On the pitch today, Czech Republic beat... Netherlands 2-0, Belgium 1-0 over Portugal. And, of course, the Eastern Conference Finals get underway from about two hours from now from the ATL. Hawks and Bucks, that series dialed up at one game apiece. By the way, Dan, I, I forgot to ask you, how do you usually like your steak prepared? <laughs> I just, yeah. Me, uh... Yeah, medium, nice medium rare. Oh, yeah. Good. That's yeah. Just want to you know remind George of all that. Yeah. Hey, you're hey, pouring man. the salt you, and you pepper in George's wounds. You guys will have a great time at Sizzler. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see if George can redeem himself in our game of easy as one, two, three, four. I throw topics out to George. George tries to give me some of the answers, and if he has troubles with them, yeah, he can go to our lifelines: David Gascon, Iowa Sam, and Ryan Bershinger. Let's get right to it. Over under on the good score today, seven and a half. This is a this is a tough one today. I will say we, we haven't we haven't played this together in a while. George coming back with a tough tough test. Over under seven and a half. So if you top seven and a half, you've done very well. All right, George. Name one of two major league baseball teams to have never won a division title. There are 28 uh, eight teams in Major League Baseball that have won a division crown at some point in their franchise's history. There are two that have not. Name one of them. I am going to go with the – oh, my gosh. All right, so I know that the Rockies have been a long time without it. So, And I don't think the Marlins – ever did either so i'm gonna go with the actually oh gosh you got lifelines if you want some help just to work it out no no i'm i'm gonna go with one of those i'm gonna go with the rockies just to be safe all right show me the colorado rockies yeah they've never won the nl west has never happened the other answer that was good the Florida slash Miami Marlins. Yes, even with their World Series years, they were wild cards. So Correct. George, yeah, yes. either answer would have been uh, would have been good. Only the Marlins and Rockies have never won a division title in Major League Baseball. All right, good. Off and running, one point in the books. This week was the NBA draft lottery, and we know that the Clippers, if there's one thing they dominate, it's the draft lottery and getting the first overall pick. They've won it five times. Name two of the three NBA franchises that have won the NBA draft lottery exactly three times. So there are three teams in the NBA that have won it exactly three times. Clippers have won it five times, so they're not included here. 
Name two of the three teams that have won the NBA draft lottery three times. I'm going to go with, okay, so I'm going to think Cleveland because I know that Cleveland did it with um, with LeBron, Anthony Edwards, and Anthony Bennett. Huh? Yeah. Anthony yeah. Bennett. Yeah, Anthony Bennett and Kyrie Irving. I'm going to go with them. But uh, but the only question was, was Brad Doherty the number one overall pick? Oh, and, gosh. All right. So and, I'm – no, no, go on. No, I was, I was just going to say this also means even though a team uh, ended up picking one, they didn't win the draft lottery. So it wouldn't have been – so if, like, if, if a trade was made, that wouldn't count. It would have to be the team that actually won the draft lottery. Oh, Lord. Um all right, I'm going to call for help on this. Oh, my gosh. All right, Ryan, uh, I'm going to call on you for help. Oh, man, I I'm, I just kind of guesses on this as well. I, I'm just thinking Pistons just because it's the most recent one, so maybe the Pistons. All right, okay, so, oh, my God. And I'll also say this, that these, these three teams, it's the second most times that anybody has – so the Clippers are first with five, and these three teams are tied for second most all time with winning it three times. Oh, okay. Well, then I am going to go with Cleveland then. Okay. okay I'm going to go with Cleveland. I'm going to go with the – And just need two of them. Bucks. I'm going to go with your Bucks. All right. Show because, me the Cleveland – Because you always have the Bucks on the brain. <laughs> Show me the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yes, they have. Correct. Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, and Anthony Bennett were the first overall picks. And your Brad Doherty uh, guess was a great guess because uh, he was the first overall pick, but it actually... BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into 150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promote Emotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Clippers won the lottery that year, and it ended up going via trade to the Cavaliers. And uh, is it the Milwaukee? What do you you want to make a change? Yes, yes, because I just thought about it with go ahead Shaq and I'm going to go with the Orlando Magic. I I feel like that's safer. All right, we'll take out the Bucks. Show me the Orlando Magic. Yes, very good. Dwight Howard. uh, They drafted Shaq. Yep, and. And does Chris Webber count because he was traded yes, away? Yes, they, they won it the next year, and then they traded him to the Golden State Warriors. So there you go. Good change because the other team were the New Jersey slash Brooklyn Nets that have won it three times. Cavs, oh, Magic, and Nets have won the lottery three times, and the Pistons, who Ryan Bershinger mentioned, winning it for the first time this week. George Reister is perfect so far, and he's, he has one, two, three, four. Will he continue that trend? That's next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday, he's George Reister, I'm Dan Beyer. We are in the middle of a hot game of easy as one, two, three, four. George, a perfect three for three so far. He's got his lifelines available. David Gascon is there. Iowa Sam and Ryan Bershing, our executive producer. Let's move on to question number three, George. Name three of four. Wake Forest Demon Deacons, not named Justin Gray that have made first-team All-ACC in college hoops in the last 25 years. So that dates back to the 95-96 season. Looking for three of the four Wake Forest Demon Deacons, not named Justin Gray, that made first-team All-ACC. Okay, so I am going to go... Two two of them are extremely easy. We're going to go with Chris Paul and Tim Duncan. And now I got to do some thinking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with, I'm going to call on Iowa Sam. Are you any good with college basketball? Um, Yes and no. I mean, I actually, we immediately came up with Chris Paul and Tim Duncan. And then after that, it just falls off a cliff. Because Wake Forest, despite being in a very basketball rich part of the country, has not been very good in the last 15 years or so. So that is uh, true. I, it's hard to think of uh, besides Duncan and Chris Paul. Like, who's come out of Wake Forest? There, there is a there is a reason for this this question as well, 
And um, let I'll just put it put it out there. I'm you gonna hold go on. Okay. What is homie's name that used to play for the Spurs? I, I didn't mean the Spurs, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, dark skinned dude. He played forward. Oh my god! You are getting very warm. You are getting very warm. Oh, what is his name? I can see his face. He wore number <laughs> five, I think. Uh, oh my oh, god! Man. It's Josh something. <laughs> oh my god! What is his name? Uh, how close yeah, are you? Yeah. How close are you? All right, so I I just I just got to go with Chris Paul, Tim Duncan, and Josh. He was a small forward. Yes. (laughs) Maybe Dave or Ryan, though. I mean. So Josh Howard? There we go. (laughs) Yes. There we go. Those Uh, are my three answers, buddy. All right. Show me Chris Paul. Show me Tim Duncan. And show me Josh Howard. There it is. All right. By the way, you may say that I tried to tighten the screws. How close are you was a bit of a hint. How Josh oh, Howard? That was a good yeah. one. I love it. I missed it. And and good the other job. one, John Collins, the Atlanta Hawks. He was first team All ACC in 2016 and 2017. All right, I did Let's, not know John Collins went to Wake Forest. Yeah, so. it's one of, as Sam said, they haven't been great, you know, lately, and so you kind of forget that. But yeah, John Collins went there. All right, final one. Perfect score of six to six so far. Name four of the five NBA teams that currently have the longest playoff appearance streak. So there are five teams that can be named here. I need four of them who have the longest active playoff appearance streak in the NBA. Okay, I'm going to go with... Okay, so who was in the playoffs this year? I'm going to go with the Lake... Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Brooklyn. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks, the 76ers, the Dallas Mavericks. No, 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 not, 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 not Dallas. So Portland, Denver. Yeah. So Portland, Denver, the 76ers and Milwaukee are my guesses. All right. Final answer. All right. Show me the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, five straight playoff appearances for the Bucks puts them on this list. Show me the 76ers. Four straight years the 76ers have made the playoffs, and yes, that's good enough for top five. Show me the Portland Trailblazers. They hold the longest streak right now in the NBA, eight straight seasons of playoff appearances for the Portland Trailblazers. And for the perfect game of 10 of 10, is it the Denver Nuggets? It's the Clippers! It's the Clippers! Blazers. It's the Blazers, Celtics, Bucks, Jazz, and 76ers. Celtics have made it seven straight years. Bucks, I told you five. Same with the Jazz and the Sixers. Oh, four. God, I forgot the Boston Celtics were even in the playoffs. Oh, uh, so, okay, Lord. nine of ten with this game today that I put the over-under of seven and a half. A very, very good job 
by one George Reister and his lifelines. It is Fox Sports Sunday. Get George Reister on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me, Dan Beyer, on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Could Kawhi's time in L.A. be coming to a close? We'll talk about it next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Glad to have you with us on a Sunday. And if you are someone who is not a fan of the NCAA, boy, we got a treat for you in 20 minutes. James Davis, co-founder of the Fans for Fair Play Initiative, will join us here on Fox Sports Radio to talk about the Supreme Court decision earlier this week and so much more when it comes to college athletics. You know, George Reister is wetting his chops uh, because the NCAA has been in his crosshairs as well. So we'll dive into that in about 20 minutes. The Western Conference Finals are through four games. Suns went up 3-1 on the Clippers last night as the Clippers once again played without Kawhi Leonard. And now the question, George, is has Kawhi Leonard played his last game with the L.A. Clippers? If they get bounced from the playoffs as soon as tomorrow night in a game where I don't believe Kawhi Leonard is going to play, just my guess considering uh, what is what we've heard, what we haven't heard really about his knee injury, Kawhi Leonard does have the opportunity to opt out of his contract to become a free agent, and he has said in the past that that likely would be the plan but that also didn't rule out a maybe a return to the Clippers. But there was this bombshell dropped by Skip Bayless on Undisputed on Fox Sports 1 late in the week saying that Kawhi Leonard was unhappy with the Clippers' medical staff because he felt that they misdiagnosed and underplayed the extent of his knee injury early on. Could Kawhi Leonard's days in a Clippers uniform be numbered? That would be wild, right? He left San Antonio because he didn't trust their medical staff with his last injury. If he mm-hmm. leaves the Clippers, dude, they will be in the ultimate lurch, dude. They will be in the ultimate lurch because he's an unrestricted free agent this year. They traded the farm for Paul George the way they could get Kawhi. If Kawhi walks out the door... Bruh, like, what did you do all of this for? You would you wouldn't have gotten a championship. You you would you would be in a hell of a situation because you either don't have first round draft picks or don't have control of your first round draft pick until like twenty twenty seven or twenty twenty eight. So if if Kawhi walks out the door, you're done. You're toast. And like as good as this team has been playing in the playoffs. You look at the fact that other teams are hurt in terms of Denver. Dallas is going to be much better next year. The Lakers are going to be back healthy. This is this is the chance for the Clippers. And if Kawhi is so unhappy with the medical staff, that brings up two questions for me, Dan. The first question is, how did you mess this up? That's the first thing. And the second thing is, hmm, it's weird when it happens once, but when it happens twice, yeah, it makes me wonder if there's something on Kawhi's end that's a little weird too. That's that was my part because I don't think that it's the Clippers messing anything up. I think that it's it's them falling victim to the dangerous part. Maybe it's when you start dating a girl and you've heard, you know, maybe uh, maybe. 
maybe she, you know, she does this or that. You say, no, everything's fine, or dating a guy, whatever the case is. No, everything's cool. It's fine. And then all of a sudden you realize, okay, maybe I misjudged this. Maybe maybe I should have taken what I had heard, uh, you know, in the past. And instead of saying, well, this isn't going to happen to me, even though it happened to someone else, that I, that's why I don't think people are going to be feeling bad for the Clippers for this because you knew kind of what you were going into. And it's not even, George, it's not even that he wanted out of San Antonio. It's that he also left Toronto at the absolute peak. And I don't think people blamed him at that time for being a Southern California kid and wanting to play for a Southern California team because it was the Clippers and Lakers and Raptors were the last three teams that we thought were in the equation. But we had heard that he you know, didn't want to play for San Antonio because of how they handled the injury. He also, in essence, turned his back on the Raptors after delivering them a title and just said, see, I'm going to do what what I want to do. But we didn't blame him for that. We kind of put the blame for him on the Spurs thing, but maybe they weren't so different. And so to your second point, I don't think this is as much as about the Clippers as it is about who Kawhi Leonard is. And, and the Clippers are the ones who are going to fall victim to it for the simple fact of, they should have known that this is the guy and that this thing could have happened. And and they they made the deal. I don't want to say they made the deal with the devil to try to bring in Paul George and give up so much, but you knew that's what you were going to have to bring in to secure the you know the free agency rights of Kawhi Leonard. And so you did that. You kind of sold your soul to do it. And now that it's coming back to bite you, I don't think anybody's feeling bad for the Clippers, but realistically, this just looks really bad for one Kawhi Leonard. See... Uh, okay, so here's the truth about organizations and players. Players and players have a natural, especially as they get older, a natural mistrust for the uh, for the medical staffs as it relates to the teams, and that's because team doctors are particularly in football. In basketball, they have a little bit, like the players have a lot more control and say so in this situation. But there's a, a mistrust because the, the doctors are trying to serve two, two masters. They have their Hippocratic oath, which is to do no harm. But then they are also employed by the team to try to keep players on the floor slash the floor, field, court, pitch, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So they have pressure from the team to get guys out there as quickly as possible, particularly when you're making a run. But that kind of conflicts at times with what is probably best for the player. So the doctors are in a tricky spot. And and for, for the most time, I don't blame them because you want to remain the team doctor of the Clippers. There are financial implications there's prestige for your for your regular practice because oh yo yo he's the team doctor for the clippers so he must be great so that means your prices go up everything so that means that so if you are a player you have a little bit of a mistrust initially for that person so that's why you have your own people that you get second opinions from but if you if they told you the truth then you can't be upset. It's when players get upset when they don't feel like that they were given an accurate, an accurate 
that the picture wasn't painted accurately for them sure. or it was minimized. So if that's the case, Kawhi has a legitimate gripe. But if it's just we didn't know and it's something weird that came up, then Kawhi could be being a little too sensitive. This is this is the other crazy part of it is in a, in a playoff series for what's at stake, you would think – you would get the sense that a player – and I'm – I'm trying not to, to, to corner and paint Kawhi Leonard in this picture of playing through pain, George, because it's, it's not fair to do that. It's just interesting to me that this comes up in a, in a playoff situation where you know guys have played through injury. I mean, Marcus Morris is dealing with a sore knee. And I'm not – please don't get me wrong. Don't, I don't want anybody to put words in my mouth. I'm not saying that Kawhi Leonard should be playing in this sort of instance. But for a guy who played what – 52 out of the 72 games that they had where load management has always been an issue, it was always been kind of saved for the playoffs, right? And now you get to this point, and not that Kawhi Leonard should play through it, I just find it interesting that it's a they that he felt that they misdiagnosed it or under you know sold it and allowed him to continue to play on it when a lot of guys are playing on injuries. I'm not trying to give the Clippers a pass, but it's just it's so counterproductive or, or counter to what we're so accustomed to of guys getting banged up and play, James Harden playing 46 minutes on a you know a strained hamstring that you know showed him at least somewhat ineffective. It's just the point of now we're seeing this happening with Kawhi again, and that's what I think is so difficult to wrap my my brain around is now we're gonna be sour towards the Clippers again, just like you were sour towards the Spurs. And now where are you going to go? I mean, this this could be the Lakers' dream because Kawhi apparently just wants to play in Southern California. Yeah, you know, yeah, and if he's mad about this... the Clippers, then you just go to the Lakers and hurt the Clippers for what they've got. And but doesn't this kind of sum up how these teams typically work? That that when they're built, not bought for the most time. I mean, sorry, when they're bought, not built. When when. When you try to buy your way into a championship, it usually does not work. Or it's such a small, tight window that you actually put yourself in a position where, you, where you're bad on the back end. I, it, the, like, th- think about any of the past champions. So you, so you uh, try to find me, Dan, I want you to think, think about it while I'm explaining this out. Sure where you have had a a team that was bought as opposed to being built through the draft or, you, you know, natural occurrences sure. that actually either won a championship or had a long run of success. And, and I, I find it hard to find one that has had that. Well, I, I would say this. I think that the Warriors and the Cavs, because LeBron went back to Cleveland and, yeah, they you know, drafted Kyrie Irving, but they made the trade for Kevin Love. And, and before the Warriors got Kevin Durant, I think they were built. I mean, they were, yeah. you know, th- th- that was, I would say that was a team that was built. But I don't think in the NBA you can just only build because it only gets you so far that you, yeah, you I, have to, you, you know, like you have to buy at some point. The Bucks. No, are, I'm, 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 I'm saying that the core of your team, is built through like naturally occurring situations mm-hmm. like like w- w- whether it's adding a piece here in free agency or whatever but then it but then a lot of your core players you actually drafted 
That's what a, that's what I'm saying. So that Warriors team, yeah, they added KD, but they drafted Draymond. They drafted yeah. Steph. They drafted Clay. Yeah, and which then, was yeah. Th- that was my point of like the Warriors were built in the Cavaliers before you know Kevin Durant went to Golden State were maybe the team that was bought because they brought LeBron back. They did the trade to bring in Kevin Love from Minnesota. That was to me more of the bought sort of team as opposed to the Warriors who were built in 2015 well, and 2016. Well, even see and and the the uh, Cavs though that particular team, yeah, they bought Kevin Love, but Le- LeBron was a free agent and that was a naturally occurring event because that's where he was drafted. That's where he promised that he would bring a championship. But so you, I look at that but you a could little say bit this, differently. You could say the same thing with Kawhi, though. I mean, a Southern California guy, you know, wanting to go back home. Clippers were in the free agent market, and Kawhi went there. Still, they bought. Like, in the NBA, I don't care what you say. You have to buy. The Heat last year in the finals, they they bought. They You know, they, they built a team. They had, you know, drafted Bam Adebayo, had Tyler Hero in the draft. But really, they yeah, brought but in you Jimmy have a Butler. short shelf life. That, that's, I'm, I'm not saying that you can't. When buying, I'm saying that it provides a short shelf life. And on the back end, you are usually worse off. Like, so like, let's say that the Clippers don't, that Kawhi walks out the door. What, what was this worth? I mean, like you, you would be mortgaging your future for a, a, um, maybe for a two-year deal with with Kawhi, hoping he resigns and, and everything goes perfect. Yeah, and the, and that's that's why nobody feels sorry for him because you were dancing with the devil when you made the deal. The you Nets know, are in the same situation though. Yeah, no, they like, are. Yeah, because if like when they they don't have control of their but, draft picks till twenty seven, twenty eight too. So if and when. The the uh, Bucks don't with the Drew Holiday trade. I mean, like they're yeah. they're you know like they don't have draft picks either. So so I think every team has to do it. But like their guys season. are under contract for a long time because you have Giannis. Yeah, and yeah, Drew are under fair. contract for a long sure. time. Where where you have this this Nets team. KD only but- has BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into 150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlay, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Two more years on the deal. But, like, he, he sat out one and then yeah. played this one. So you're I, already halfway through this joint. Again, and, no one's, no one's going to feel Harden sorry for him. And only has one, one more. No one's going to feel sorry for him. And I've said, nope. I, I think I've said it to you that I just think that the Nets are a team that is not in for the long haul. So, like, you've got to win a title this year or next year because uh, this is not – I mean, all three aren't going to want to play together, I think, forever. I think at some point they'll want to move and go their different ways. It's just – I just think when you look at this situation, no one's going to feel bad for the Clippers – but it almost, if Kawhi opts out and then leaves and doesn't go back, says a lot more about Kawhi than anything that the Clippers did. And again, I think it could be the biggest win for the Lakers because I think that's where Kawhi would look to go since Southern California was such a big part of his free agency decision the first time around. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up next, is there more bad news ahead for the NCAA? We'll tell you on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Joining the program now, he's the co-founder of the Fans for Fair Play Initiative. James Davis joins us on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, James, how are you? Good afternoon. Doing well. Let's uh, l- let's dive in because there's so much to, to dive into. And just for for people that want to know the uh, the the organization, the initiative that you have for the Fans for Fair Play is to promote fair pay and long-term success for college athletes. And that was uh, somewhat in the crosshairs this week, you could say, uh, to say the least, with the Supreme Court decision voting unanimously uh, 9 to nothing to not, un- uh, to not cap those uh, expenditures tied to education for student-athletes. What was the most surprising thing to you from the Supreme Court's decision that came down earlier this week? Well, you know, I think the decision ultimately is uh, puts the NCAA and the current system on life support. 
um, when you look at the the current system, I mean, the NCAA has poured millions of dollars in there to maintain the status quo, and that has done nothing really for the athletes. I'm not you know, saying that uh, scholarships aren't a valuable way for individuals to uh, you know get an education, um, but when you look at the power dynamics here of a 19 billion dollar industry. Clearly, more could be done for these uh, college athletes. You got 14% of Division One athletes who are homeless at one point or time during the previous year, and 24%, you know, talk about food insecurity within the last 30 days. And this is a billion dollar, uh, $19 billion industry. So, um, you know, with the 35 page um, decision by Neil Gorsuch. Uh, I mean, it was a blistering critique of the NCAA. And then you had Kavanaugh write a concurring opinion uh, separate, uh, which was even harsher. And it, it really challenges everything about the way they're set up right now and invites another uh, Supreme Court case. See, I have long time. I've been like that. I, I, I've thought that this is that scholarships are valuable, but that players and their value with the new TV contracts have outpaced that the value of the scholarship has is no longer commensurate with the value that the players bring. So, like, at what point do you think that there was a shift in where the scholarship was a good trade-off versus where we are at now? Well, I think – you know, my, my concern and our concern at the Fair for Fans for Fair Play is the arbitrary decision uh, by the NCAA, the rules that they have in place that prevent corporate America from investing in our, our college athletes. That is unlike any other industry in the country. I mean, even if you're a scholarship uh, band you know, member, uh, music major or whatever, you don't have those prohibitions in place. How the NCAA has gotten around that for so long is, is baffling. But you're correct. When when the contracts started coming in for you know college football and the TV cameras turn on, all of a sudden uh, there's a, this is a, a mega industry, not a small industry. I mean, in, in certain parts of the country, as you know, college athletics actually bring in more than the professional. Uh, athletics in terms of fanfare and, and all of that. James Davis joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer here on Fox Sports Sunday. Uh, James, the co-founder of the Fans for Fair Play initiative. You mentioned earlier of, of athletes who are homeless. And so when we think of paying athletes, and we uh, honestly, we think of football because of the amount of fans that they bring in and the, and the guys who win Heisman trophies or who are, you know, the, the, the marquee watches week in and week out. How do you help the other sports? How do you, you know, maybe I'm wrong, James, in, in, in saying this, but, you know, the, I, don't, I don't think the star player at Alabama or Clemson, you know, or Notre Dame is going to be homeless, but you're mentioning, like, homeless athletes. So with all this money paid in college football, how does this help those other athletes and prevent those athletes from having to go uh, through circumstances like they have been? Well, the opening up of name, image, and likeness is a step in the right direction. I do think it needs to go further. I think you need to just you know, clearly get rid of the NCAA prohibitions that um, uh, don't or that prevent 
um, uh, corporations from investing in these stupid a- student athletes. You got 500,000 student athletes across the board. Only three in five Division One and Division Two athletes receive scholarships, and primarily those are partial scholarships. Now I get it if you're on the if you're on the football team in Alabama, there are probably a lot more full scholarships there, um, uh, but you can still see the disparity here. It's not like all of these kids are on full scholarships across the board. And, you know, in many of these sports, they're so demanding. Even if you were to find a job, um, you could only do that for a very limited time of the year. Um, you're putting in 60 hours a week, you know, uh, you know, on, on the football field and the film room and everything else. And, then you have study time on top of that. So where's your, where's your time left? And the fact that you can't capitalize off of God-given talents is just, it's absurd. Um, and so as fans, you know, Republicans, Democrats, we thought it was come, we thought it was important to come together with fans for fair play and start advocating for these players. I mean, we saw during the March Madness, all these guys could do, and women uh, could do, was tweet about this uh, injustice, and that was the best they could do to really highlight the, the challenges. Um, we know college athletics are going to change, so the question is, can we do it in a way that is inclusive for more athletes, uh, you know, the revenue and non-generating revenue um, uh, sports? Can we do it in a way that it preserves parity in college athletics? Uh, can we do it in a way that doesn't disadvantage uh, historically black colleges and universities or other small schools or private schools? Um, and I think we can. But what we're seeing right now is we have six states who have name, image, and likeness legislation that's going to go forward on July 1st. That creates a bit of an advantage for those schools uh, or those states um, uh, over other states. I mean, you got Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, New Mexico, and Texas. Those are the six states that have name, image, and likeness uh, legislation on July 1st. That's 33 of 130 uh, FBS football programs. That's about 25%. So you can see how that might tilt the playing field a little bit. As fan, as a fan, I want to see the, the schools with the, uh, that have the best programs, the best traditions, um, and, and recruiting the best athletes um, succeed rather than the states that can write the best legislation. And so even with the Supreme Court you know, uh, uh, decision here, um, we still got a system that's going to be a, a, a bit unequal and create an unlevel playing field. If we're all in the same league, we should all play by the same rules. So we're calling on Congress to step forward and drive a bipartisan solution here uh, to really ensure that you get expanded opportunity for these athletes, but also everyone's under the same rules. Why do you think that Congress has been kind of slow to get involved here? I mean, because I, I testified in front of the city Senate Judiciary Committee over the summer, over last summer. So why do you why why do you think that they've been hesitant to really get involved or to make those tough decisions, I mean, after the NCAA has spent $73 million lobbying against it. <laughs> Have you met Congress? <laughs> so, um, you know, that's the, that's, uh, I'm, I'm here in Washington, D.C., and uh, Congress moves 
very slow. They're called the deliberate body uh, for a reason. Um, and then there's just polarization across many issues. And there's a lot of a lot of issues on their plate right now. I mean, we're just coming out of the uh, pandemic, and obviously that's uh, an important issue for the Congress to focus on. But I, I do believe that similar to criminal justice reform, this is a this is an, an issue of, of, of justice. Um, I mean, these young men and women are, are really being taken advantage of in this current system. And I believe that there is bipartisan support. We've seen some members of Congress introduce bills, Republicans and Democrats, um, uh, Emmanuel Cleaver, uh, Democrat, and um, Anthony Gonzalez, former uh, NFL football player, um, have introduced bipartisan legislation. Cory Booker's introduced legislation. Rubio's introduced uh, legislation. I think what you know what's really going to take is for this kind of crisis um, uh, when they see the you know these states are moving unilaterally and all of a sudden um, you know their states are falling behind. Then then I think that uh, that creates a bit of a crisis and Congress will move a, a little bit quicker. A last one for me, co-founder of the Fans for Fair Play initiative, James Davis, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. There's talk that this now opens up uh, the possibility for more lawsuits against the NCAA. Do you think that's the case, and what do you think uh, we will see challenged next? I, I do. Uh, I think they'll challenge the, the very fundamentals of uh, the amateurism status and, and whether or not that is – um, covered uh, under antitrust laws. I mean, the NCAA has long held this uh, student-athlete moniker, and they've used that phrase very intentionally um, to really put the focus on, 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 on the educational value that these students are, are receiving. And while, while that is great, I, I think that uh, ultimately the ship has sailed on that. Um, I, I do expect lawsuits. That takes a long time. Uh, and so Congress has an ability to move a little quicker on this and get it right. And also, do you really want Congress to, to uh, or, or do you really want the courts to come in and make a, an assessment here um, and, and make one ruling? Uh, and they may. We don't know exactly how they'll rule or what that will look like. It will still likely leave some vague room for states to interpret the law in different ways. And so you might have, you know, very different constructs in one state. You know, maybe you have unionization in one state or maybe you have pay, payment directly from the schools uh, in, in some states. And in other states, you're just using name, image and likeness. I, I believe that Congress has to move forward in order for us to have one set of rules. Even the NCAA is going to be uh, challenged to have a set of rules, even if they move, which they should have done a long time ago. They're not going to uh, outpace some of the states in terms of the benefits that might be offered to students. And so they're going to be uh, kind of behind the eight ball still. Um, final final question for you is the, the biggest thing the NCAA double-A wants because it's clear that they're going to lose because they've lost on Austin versus the NCAA. <laughs> they're going to have to allow players to be paid, but now they are they want an antitrust exemption, which would shield them from future lawsuits, but it's been the lawsuits that have 
that that have sparked change, even in coaches' pay when you uh, back twenty or thirty years ago. So, what what do you think that do you think that they'll ultimately get an antitrust exemption from Congress? I do not. Uh, I, I absolutely don't. Um, and you know, I think when Gorsuch dismissed this. Um, he actually referenced the Supreme Court's 1984 ruling, NCAA versus Board of Regents of University of Oklahoma, which was involving an antitrust challenge to the NCAA's uh, plan to televise college football games. Uh, this is slightly different, but I think Gorsuch uh, clearly showed where his cards are on this. And um, I would be very surprised if it went to the Supreme Court um, for any kind of antitrust uh uh, uh, effort that the NCAA has put forward to to uh, to be preserved. He's the co-founder of the Fans for Fair Play Initiative, and we appreciate his time today. James Davis, thanks so much for taking the time. And uh, I know we're going to be leaning on you because this uh, topic is not going away. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I, I you know, invite people to join us on fansforfairplay.org and uh, sign up for updates and, and, and follow along with us. It's fansforfairplay.org. We appreciate it. Be well, James. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. This is a Fox Sports Sunday, a Sunday that is winding down but also building up to a Game 3 tonight in the NBA playoffs. For more on today's action, we go to the news desk where David Gascon is there to give us the latest. Hey, guys. Uh, Dodgers and Cubbies right now in the bottom of the second inning. LA has a couple runners on. Uh, nobody out. No score just yet between the two squads. San Diego trying to close up shop. They lead Arizona 5-4. in the top of the ninth inning. D-backs have two outs and nobody on in the frame. Meanwhile, earlier today, Angels, they took care of business. Shohei drives that one left field. It's well struck. Tracking to the wall. Gone! 25. Incredible. 25 home runs in the season for Shohei Otani. They disrupted the Rays. 6-4 was the final. Oakland 6-2 winners at San Francisco. And the White Sox are hammering the Mariners 7-1 in the top of the sixth inning in game number two. On the pitch earlier today, Belgium defeated Portugal 1-0. Czech Republic 2-0 over Netherlands. And, of course, Eastern Conference Finals continue tonight. Tip-off time is about 60 minutes from now. Hawks at home, but they are four-and-a-half-point dogs in this game. Guys, back to you. Thanks a lot, Dave. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. You testified in front of Congress, didn't you? Yes, A few sir. months back. Yeah, yeah. So, and I know that, that James wouldn't know, but when you were talking about Congress, I, you know, the, the point of is uh, you had a front row seat and were able to, uh, to address them. What were your thoughts when the uh, Supreme Court decision came down this week? Oh, I, I, I knew it was going to happen. I, I knew that they were going to lose a bit because it's just – it's common sense, dude. It, it's it's hard for people to justify what what has happened. They're, they're, they're saying now, they're saying, wow, how did we just for so long just ignore this? And they're looking at it now like it's their own son or daughter. They're saying, oh, wow. So if, if my daughter was the gymnast at UCLA and everybody else was making money, would I would would I be okay with that? Like in, instead of her being able to mm-hmm. to to make money, no, they they wouldn't. And I think that that's where 
people are really changing their tune on all this because they're they're recognizing how they would feel if they were in the same situation or it was their kid because it's it's way different when it's your kid versus somebody else's and you're saying oh wow now now I get it now sure. it makes sense you know I also I I do think because I even I even struggled with this George because I was a college student that uh, was not on any scholarship had student loans that were paid till I was 40 years old and so when you're saying like when you're going through those sort of trials as a student and not a student athlete you only draw on your own experiences what I think sometimes happens is you you compare the two as they're the same or you try to say well like well hey the student athletes gets free scholarship I don't get you know, I don't get anything for I, I'm the one that has to pay my way. So, you know, they get enough. That's good enough for me. But it's not it, it's not the same for them what the NCAA is using the athlete for. So I just think Correct. that 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 argument well, just doesn't carry any weight, even though it was difficult for me. And, and, and I readily admit it was, you know, difficult for me to sit there and have any sympathy for a student athlete just seeing firsthand in my college experiences of the advantages that they got compared to what I didn't, but I wasn't I I don't want to say I couldn't see the forest through the trees because that's not the right analogy. It's just that one didn't have anything to do with well, the other. I, I think that there are two points to this. The uh the uh, first thing is is that that doesn't minimize your experience and a lot of other people who had that experience of paying off student loans for a long time and and all of that. Because that is that's a tough deal, dude. That's a very, very tough, tough deal. And I think that that's the first thing that makes it hard on people. They're like, yo, I had to go through uh, this. Okay, that's that's true. But you have to separate that. And that these players are also helping generate billions of dollars. And in the school's case, hundreds of millions of dollars. They are contributing to that. So, so they are actually adding to the bottom line more than greater than whatever the cost of their tuition is. And then the other thing is, is that there is a difference between cost and value is that to give a kid a scholarship, it costs the school a lot less than what the value of the scholarship is for another student to come in. So if a, so if a school charges in tuition, $35,000, it may actually only cost them, Eight thousand, ten thousand dollars, if that, to be able to put a kid through. That's that's the difference, and so so that's one part of it. And then the other part of it is, is that every other student on campus who's on scholarship is able to generate money off their name, image, and likeness. Whether if you are on a music scholarship, and then you go. Uh, try out for fourth chair violin in the in the orchestra in the Portland or org in or the LA orchestra or the symphonic whatever it is you can then be paid for that if you want to go hold a camp or or give private lessons you can be paid for that mm -hmm. and that's where the issue is is that these players who hold some level of expertise and also you know, carry a name, whether they want to start a YouTube channel, a uh, a podcast, hold camps, sell their artwork, sell their music, 
whatever else their other interests are, they're not able to do that at this point in time and generate money. Otherwise, they're ineligible. And I think that that's the part that people are frustrated with. They're like, hold up. How can't you if you're fulfilling your obligation to the school and that's not affected? Why can't a kid then if he's an artist go sell his artwork for money? Why can't he sell his music or her or their services at camps or what, whatever else? That's the part because we live in a capitalistic society and that's the most un-American thing you can do is to take somebody's ability to earn money away. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Get George on Twitter at George Reister. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. It was a historic day at Major League Baseball and also maybe on the PGA Tour. We'll tell you why next year on Fox Sports Radio. History being made at Major League Baseball today. We'll get to that in a sec. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. It sounded like my stomach growling. Like that's like I know it's dinner time, George. I know like we're we're getting we're getting close. I do want to pass this along before we get to the baseball note. PGA Tour uh, stop this week is at the Travelers Championship in Cromwell, Connecticut. Uh, they haven't finished yet. Harris English and Kramer Hickok are on the seventh playoff hole. They have played the eighteenth hole. This is the fifth time. During just this playoff that they have played the 18th hole, both have birdie putts. It's not the longest sudden death playoff that we've gotten in PGA Tour history. That, of course, George, was the famous 1949 Motor City Open that went 11 playoff holes. Finally, they just said Kerry Middlecoff, oh, Lloyd oh, Mangrum. Man, I remember you, that. Yeah, you, they, they declared them both co-winners because they ran out of daylight. And they didn't finish it the next day. They just said, you're both going to win. And so they made them co-champions. But the the next uh, closest is eight playoff holes, which has happened five times, most recently in 2012 in the Mayakoba Classic. But they are on the seventh playoff hole. Hickok just made a bomb for par on the sixth playoff hole. And Harris English had about, I don't know, 12-footer for birdie, and he missed that. So... They go to the seventh playoff hole. And again, with the routing, all of this is predetermined, but they have now played 18 five times in this playoff only, which includes the six. It would be six times because they played it earlier today in their round, but still trying to find a winner on the PGA Tour. How many playoff holes would they have to go through for them to – declare a tie where living in 2021 <laughs> oh man i think that they would stay until tomorrow here's and this is the deal not that harris english doesn't want to win harris english she's had a very good pga tour career kramer hickok this can be life-changing for him because he's he hasn't won on the pga tour uh it would it would it would get him into the masters it would open up so many doors. So I think that Kramer Hickok oh, would yeah. stay till Wednesday if he had to. I don't know if Harris English is willing to do that. Masters, man, please. He's, he's, he's like, I will play to, I will play till death. <laughs> like, he's like, yo, I will play until, until I can't any anymore until the wheels fall off. 
Uh, it's one of those things where I don't know. It, I'm sure a listener could tell us. I don't know if they've had to move it for 60 minutes because I know this is digging into 60 minutes time. On the West Coast, for us, we're lucky. It just stays right on CBS. We, d- we don't have to worry about uh, 60 minutes changing anything, but maybe those on the East Coast have had to go somewhere else because of the old 60 minutes rule, but uh, that's oh, so going my on. Grandma's right. mad. So it's so over <laughs> to my grandmother if, if, she, if she were alive. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. She'd be mad right now. Oh, I love that stopwatch. I, I do got to talk, talk about history of Major League Baseball. Congratulations to Hector Santiago of the Seattle Mariners. Yes. yes, the first Major League Baseball player, yes, to be busted for a foreign substance since the new rules came in on Monday. I, I George, I thought maybe something two months down the line. 
I didn't realize that something would happen in the first week that they would bust someone. Oh, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Dude. <laughs> Somebody geez. was going to be like, I don't give a damn of, about these rules. I need my spin rate. And, and, there, we, and there we have it. Uh, it took, we didn't even get a full weekend before somebody got busted for a foreign substance. Hey, the good news is, is it made the Mariners relevant for once. They're, at least you have that going, Seattle. For George Reister, I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Enjoy Game 3 in the East, and we'll talk to you next week. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.